Peace and blessings. This is Muslims for Peace podcast. You have tuned into Muslims for Peace podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Anissa Diab, and this is episode two of Know Yourself, Know Allah. Today I wanted to talk about crisis hotlines and to answer the question of whether or not they are beneficial, how can they be useful, um, what's it like as a mental health professional who works as a crisis counselor, and to try to address possibly some areas of stigma when it comes to calling crisis hotlines. So firstly, I'll start out by saying that I work for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. When I work on the lifeline, I use an alias. So the person who calls in doesn't know me and I do not know them. Um, It's completely confidential and it's available 24 seven. The way the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline works is that there are hundreds of call centers all across the country. When you pick up the phone and you call in 1-800-273-TALK, you will be connected to the nearest crisis center in your state. So it doesn't matter whether you're in Washington state or Florida, you will always get connected. If you're not, if your local call center is busy, that crisis center will roll over to another crisis center and to in another state until the caller is connected to help. So there's always somebody listening. So what are crisis um, hotlines used for? Basically, it's for anyone in psychological distress who needs some mental health support. Um, and what does that mean? It's not clinical support in the, in the sense of, you know, necessarily the same support you would get um, when you're walking in to meet with a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Um, it is emotional support in the sense that there is always somebody there to listen to you, to hear you out, to help you process difficult situations. The people that answer the phones Um, For instance, with the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, they are trained in the suicide prevention model, in the active listening model, and many of the individuals may have some form of of mental health um, higher education, such as myself, but there are also individuals who do not have that uh, higher education, but do have extended training in these areas. So one of the issues that I think comes up a lot of times in the Muslim community when it comes to calling crisis centers is, first of all, the notion that I really don't need this, um, that this is considered a weakness to, to call a crisis center, that I should only call out to God, I should only rely on my family. And if that's your way of dealing with things, then more power to you. But what I really like about crisis centers is that it's a confidential service. When you have a difficulty and you talk to your friends or your family about it, it's not necessarily going to stay in that circle. It may actually, you know, you, you may find that your information is getting out there in the community that suddenly, you know, Aunt Fatima knows about what's going on with you, that suddenly you're extended uh, relative back in, you know, uh, overseas knows what's going on with you. So it's, 
the wonderful thing about it is it's it's calling somebody who doesn't know you, who's going to be objective, who's not going to be biased, who's going to help you process a difficult situation that, frankly, you may not want a lot of people to know about, but you just need the safe space to reflect on what's happening, to process it, to get some validation, to get some emotional support, to explore some coping strategies, to develop a plan of action for how to deal with whatever crisis you're in. And so the people that call the crisis hotlines, for instance, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, they're not always suicidal. So a lot of times people will call because they're having a rough day um, or they're going through some kind of specific situation that they're, they're just having trouble navigating on their own. It's just too much of a burden for them to keep it bottled up inside, um, to manage it just in their own head. It helps sometimes to get things out in the open. It, what it does is it takes you out of that place of shame because when we speak up when something is happening or distressing, when we recognize the feelings behind it, when we talk about it, it becomes less of a scary issue. It becomes more manageable when we actually take the time to address it and to vocalize what it is that we're dealing with. And so for people that are suicidal who are calling the Suicide Prevention Lifeline, it's an incredibly useful service to them. I know personally, having worked on the line um, for a number of years now, we have been able to de-escalate several situations in which callers have called in and said that they have a plan to end their life. And a lot of times people are calling because there is still that little bit of hope in them that things can improve, that there is something worth living for. And so what we strive to do as crisis counselors who are responding is to make a connection first and foremost, to help our callers understand that they're not alone in what they're going through to help them understand that um, there is hope and to build on that hope and to help the, the, the caller understand that, you know, the, these issues that they're dealing with are not permanent, right? That they're temporary issues, whereas suicide is a permanent uh, so-called solution to temporary crises that one may be going through in their life. So, when we can help callers put it into that perspective, when we help validate how they're feeling and understand their reasons for living and their reasons for dying, we begin to make a connection and help them develop some coping strategies to get through their thoughts, to get through developing a, a plan of action for their safety. And if necessary, if a caller is still suicidal and intent on, on ending their life, we can arrange for emergency services to be sent. So it's, it's a perfect you know, resource for somebody who you know who's, who's dealing with suicidal ideation. It's a perfect resource for somebody that you know who may be struggling uh, with their own mental health, who may just need someone to listen to them, who's not going to judge them, who's not going to make them feel stigmatized in a confidential way.
And as a Muslim mental health professional, I have often been asked why I chose to get to go into this line of work. And I remember going to a mental health conference um, and there was a Native American man uh, standing at the conference and he looked at me and he said, can I just ask you something? I noticed that you're Muslim. You know, why are you here? Why are you doing this, this work? Um, how does it play a role with your faith? And I said, thank you so much for asking us. And I'm very honored that you asked me that question because I know that Native American youth are the cultural group that is affected most by suicide out of any other cultural group. And I, I have a great deal of respect for what you do. I said to him, the reason I do what I do is because my faith teaches me the importance of one human life. It says in the Quran that to save one life is to save all of humanity. And I believe that services such as crisis hotlines, mental health services, these are not just life-changing services. These are life-saving services. So when we begin to make these connections, when we begin to take away the stigma associated with calling crisis centers, with making an appointment with a counselor, we begin to allow our communities to heal. We begin to allow our communities to grow. And so I would say to anyone who's thinking of calling a crisis center, please don't hesitate. It's a wonderful experience. It's not somebody trying to tell you the answers to your life. And I think that's another issue that's often stigmatized in the community is the idea um, among Muslims that if you call the crisis line, they're going to veer you in a direction opposite to your faith, or they're going to tell you um, something that is contrary to your beliefs and values. And really, it's not, that's not how it works. This, it's, it's not somebody giving you advice. It's not somebody telling you how to live your life. Um, that's actually not the purpose of the crisis center at all. The purpose of the call is to help you feel empowered, to help you feel like you have a little more perspective through the active listening model, through allowing another person to reflect with you, to validate what you're feeling. You begin on your own to, to start to develop some answers to the crises that you're facing. So. I hope that you enjoyed this video. If it was helpful to you, please like, please share, please comment. And you can check out my website for more information, www.anisadiab.com. And I will post the number right up here for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline.